Cinemodies, late night movies with Rob and Zach. This is a podcast about cinematic oddities where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, abnormal, or off kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel. Most times, they crash hard into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classic swamp. I'm Zach. And I'm Rob. And we have a very special bonus episode for everybody today. It is our one-year anniversary episode. Zach, we all know how much you love anniversaries. How excited are you for this anniversary? One year of Cinemodities, of the restaurant, of hemorrhaging money. One year of renting out the Mars 2112 space in Times Square. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so we felt on this one-year anniversary... Very much like I think I discussed on our New Year's episode, that this year my resolution was to make sure we are running a tighter, better restaurant. Right, Zach? You had the same resolution, correct? Absolutely. Yes, we are in this together. We are the Thelma and Louise of Cinemodities Restaurants. (laughs) As As we drive over the cliff together in our convertible. I'm I'm glad Zach understood that reference. (laughs) But yes, and I figured we could take this one-year anniversary episode, one-year Cinemonides, to to clean house to some extent. There's some things we need to discuss, we need to finalize, um, some things that we need to, you know, just have said to keep our our restaurant running at full capacity. Are you ready for it, Zach? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that as a yes. At least he didn't say the word regret too many times so far. (laughs) Remember, folks, is is, is regret an emotion? (laughs) Something like that, right? So, Zach, I felt that it would be best for us to start with a big thanks to our customers or our fans. I guess, you know... You might call them fans. I call them customers. Anybody who wants to partake in that wonderful, wonderful caviar glory hole, they know where to go. Cinemonides. So I just felt it was necessary to say thank you to our supporters. Thank you for people that have left reviews for us. Um, There's been a a few, I think, on iTunes in the last few weeks that we don't know where they're coming from, but they're great. Uh, Thank you for people that left comments for us. I know there is someone who left a comment for us on our Podbean account who I have no idea who he is, but his comment was just, what's up, Rob? (laughs) Cool. Cool. I haven't responded yet. If you're listening to this, I'll get to you for sure. I don't have your username up or anything like that, but I don't think I know you, but hey, what's up? Great comment there. Um, Anybody who's contacted us, I know Emily, I think we might have mentioned her before. She's one that sticks out. Uh, We're going to be taking her recommendations into account for sure. Anyone that supported us, anyone who's really enjoyed this or any of the crazy discussion that we have. And I also want to give a special shout out to that one guy who always comments every time I post links to our episodes on the music forums that I follow. He's a really dedicated fan. I don't think I've ever told Zach about this guy, but he might be the most dedicated fan we have. Every single time I post about one of our new episodes, he says, The same thing. And it's great. It's so supportive. You are not allowed to post links (laughs) to personal projects. Every time, man. Every single episode. For a year, he said that to us. That's some dedication. 
and I want to give a shout out to these people, our customers, our supporters. We love you guys. And I know Zach is in the same boat as I am when I say all of this. Am I right, Zach? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be a little more concise and Rob in my uh, praise. And, and, and I'll say it like this. Uh, Stockholm Syndrome takes many forms. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Interpret that as you will, folks. Fantastic. So, yes, thank you to all our supporters, and we hope to have another great year with you. Um, as you know, as long as we can get another investment to keep the doors open. <laughs> yes, yeah, so if we can find a replacement for Mark Cuban, we would appreciate it. Yeah, I there was an episode of Shark Tank I saw not too long ago where Mark Cuban actually said, chase the green, not the dream. Like, chase the money, not your dream. And I don't know, I don't know if I'm okay with that, because the Cinemonies restaurant is the dream. We got to chase that, right? We chase the dream and we bleed the green. There, there you go. That's what's written we, on the back of the t-shirts that we have. The 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 the, this, the, the bus boy wears. I love it. We might need to find a new partner in this upcoming year. One who can hemorrhage even more money than Mark Cuban. All right. Well, on to as I said before, something we need to do in this episode is cleaning house. We need to straighten our books, Zach. Thankfully. All of the uh, finances have been completed for the Cinematis restaurant. As we said, we're way in the red. We are hemorrhaging money. But at least the books work out. You know, we know for a fact, and the government knows for a fact, that we're losing money. <laughs> we're underwater, but at least it balances out. Exactly. But there's something that's even more important than the finances that we need to discuss. It has come to my attention that Zach and I have not been perfect with our discussion of some of our most important questions. Can you believe it, Zach? There's some, there's some episodes in our catalog that we don't talk about cinematity status, we don't talk about late night status, we don't even talk about snacks in some of our episodes. What were we doing with ourselves? Rob found this and pretty much had uh, the next thing to an aneurysm about it. <laughs> so we're gonna have to, Rob insisted that we address this and clean it up or, el or else. I, 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 that's you, I couldn't have said it better myself. Aneurysm probably is the best way to describe how uneasy these holes in our spreadsheet have, have made me. So, Zach, I want to ask you, we have two categories. We have things that we did not answer, and we also have things that we said we were undetermined on. Spoiler alert, all the undetermined things come from Zach. <laughs> so which one would you like to start with? I'll give you the choice. What do you think? Um, should we maybe break this down in chronological order? Like go through like each movie that either we did not do a late night or a cinema oh. for. Do it in chronological order instead of. Okay. Okay. I like that. See, you're keeping me on my toes even after a year. That's fantastic, Zach. <laughs> so absolutely. And I, I believe I have it in this exact order. So if I can begin, I think the first one we need to discuss is, uh, much to my dismay, our Jurassic World episode. The first one. The Colin Madman Trevorrow one. Do you remember talking about this, or have you blocked it out completely? Blocked it out entirely. Okay, I tried to as well, but, you know, I, I had to be true to form and, and made sure we filled in all the holes in this discussion. Apparently, in our discussion of Jurassic World, um, I think I just ranted for most of the time about how we don't need a movie to tell us that we need to procreate and be good parents. And in that ranting, we did not talk about cinemodity status, 
late night status or snacks. Can you believe that? What do we talk about? Uh, the hatred of dinosaurs, and I remember I gave you a quiz about things we know and don't know about dinosaurs. I'm trying to think, because, okay, yeah, and that, we didn't even do, like, a double record that day. So that's interesting that we had just an ex- solely a Jurassic World discussion. We didn't talk about any of that stuff. And just so everybody knows, Zach went one for two on the quiz. He got one right and one wrong. <laughs> I'll just jump right into it. I think that when we discussed Jurassic World, I kind of extended that discussion to be all the dinosaur movies, um, all three others that we had, Jurassic Park 1, 2, and 3. I do not think they're cinematides. I hated all of them. <laughs> I, I wouldn't show these to people late at night because I know for a fact that every time this comes up outside of this podcast and I tell people that I didn't like the dinosaur movies, they look at me like I have 80 heads. And I don't get it. I don't get the love for it. So I'm giving it a no to both. No dinosaurs for me. Thank you very much. Nothing's changed since, what, eight months ago. (laughs) Uh, Late night movie, definite no. Cinemodity. That, uh, thinking back to my hatred, and that was very cathartic, that episode, because I don't feel as angry about that movie as I once did. Plus, I think Jurassic World Dinosaur Boogaloo helped, because I find that movie incredibly amusing and how dumb it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was I, what was, oh, God, what was I reading about? Oh, God, I had, oh, God, I had it on tip my tongue. Colin Madman Trevaro was talking about, oh, that's what it was. When Colin Madman, okay, well, I guess we'll save it for Dinosaur Boogaloo. We'll save it for that. Okay, yes, because um, that, that does also belong on this list of things we need to fill in. Yeah, so that's my yeah, fault. Yeah. For, yes. Um, all right, uh, Cinemati for Jurassic World. Uh, I, I can't be wishy-washy and say maybe. <laughs> well, it, it, if you literally say you're indeterminate, it will go on the other list I have, and we'll talk <laughs> about it next, because this is the first thing chronologically. So, so no, Zach, you can't escape it. <laughs> I don't know, though, because thinking back to Jurassic World, it's a bad, horrible movie, but there's something so mystifying in, in something that's essentially like Jurassic World is essentially like if somebody put Jurassic Park through the Xerox machine and the copy came out bad, yet somehow made $1.6 billion in the process. <laughs> There's something, there's something, there's something, there's an oddity about that. Yeah, I know my same rule from Total Recall was if something makes too much money, it automatically gets disqualified. Yes, we have it in our spreadsheet, actually, that there's a few things you've answered by saying no, and then in parentheses it goes, yes, if you take away the crazy (laughs) amount of money (laughs) engrossed. All right, so if I'm allowed to do that based on the precedent of the Grinch episode, which is what Rob was referencing, I'm going to say no. But yes, if you take away the money of it. Okay, I like that. I think that's a fair, maybe not a fair answer, but that's a Zach answer. And yes, that's what is. we have. That's what we have at this restaurant. <laughs> okay, okay, I like it. Well, then, the only thing that's left for Jurassic World would be snacks. I figured this would be the toughest thing for us to answer with not having, you know, well, I don't know about you, Zach. I haven't rewatched Jurassic World or any of the dinosaur movies since we talked about them. Um, so as far as snacks goes, I would say, you know, anything that is anything that takes attention to eat, like you should have this movie on, but whatever you're eating should take so much focus that you don't watch the movie. That's what I've, I've decided for Jurassic World. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a back to the future and go back and, and and actually I'm going to involve the word processor of the gods or, 
or or something like that where imagine you try it's kind of like oh god how would i how would i describe this maybe not the word processes of the gods but it's kind of like a meal that it's like you watch you have like somebody shows you how to make buttered toast and yet somehow you watch them do it in the process of trying to copy that you basically get like i don't know um i guess the equivalent is like you watch somebody make toast you put they put it in the toaster and they make toast and it's toasted in Jurassic world equivalent is of putting it in a toaster and it sits in there too long. You get basically a slice of carcinogens <laughs> slice. of carcinogens. I love it. <laughs> That's what Jurassic world snack is a burnt piece of toast, a slice of carcinogens. <laughs> yes. A piece of toast. That's so burnt. It's a slice of carcinogens. That's, that's pretty cool. I, I, I want to extend that a little bit and say, let's take that slice of carcinogens and we'll make like an avocado toast type of thing out of it. But instead of avocado, it's like the the, the spindly pink fiberglass insulator stuff just spread along the burnt toast. <laughs> so you're like you have a slice of carcinogens with a with a spread of mesothelioma. There you go. <laughs> Good. That's what I like to hear about the dinosaur movies, Zach. Anything else you had to say about the dinosaur movies? Uh, at least Jurassic World, everything up to one. <laughs> well, I got no problem with Jurassic like Okay, Jurassic Park is good. Well, uh, no, Lost this, World... no, 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 no. This isn't this is part of this discussion. We all know they all suck. All the dinosaur movies are stupid. Okay, we're good. We're moving on to the next one. <laughs> I'll Zach agree. and I are in agreement. <laughs> the second one is hot garbage. They're all the third, the third one is fun because it's a dinosaur that says Alan. It's the shortest, okay? Well, that too. But I like the, the first one's good for what it is. No, don't even, don't even, let's not even go there, okay? <laughs> if you want to hear more about that, go listen back to our Jurassic World, Jurassic episode, World episode. Which came out on June 11th of 2018. <laughs> yes. So, right, all, are right. We, all right, Robert, we move into Sicario. Yes. Do you, how did you, did you spend time to make this list? I thought I was going to have the definitive list. How do you know what we're going to do next? It's, it's, it's called a spreadsheet that I have the same access to as you do. Okay, well, I gotta, I better change that. I gotta lock the books up from Zach next year. <laughs> I guess, I guess but, it's worth knowing that Rob has a very comprehensive spreadsheet that's infinitely more detailed than you could possibly imagine. I mean, I, we've only mentioned it on here before, but it is pretty beautiful when you look at it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's infinitely more detailed than anybody listening to this could ever imagine. Like, I want you to think. Colors. I'm, we got percentages for some of our answers. <laughs> I don't. I, I want people to realize I'm not even talking about, like, there's like 15 tabs. And I'm only talking about the list Rob has for Rob Late Night Movie, Zach Late Night Movie, Rob Cinemati, Zach Cinemati, and the snacks. Folks, this is something, again, it, it's. It's mind baffling that he's he's put more effort into this one tab in the spreadsheet than possibly I put into most of the discussions we've had on here. <laughs> we need to be organized, Zach. They 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 we're gonna get audited one day, and they're gonna have to check our books. <laughs> I'm preparing for that. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be Exhibit A at the uh, the criminal court hearing. <laughs> All right, Rob. Sicario. Sicario. Uh, the only thing we need is cinemodity status, as far as my records show. Yes, from both. May oh, from. Yep. Oh, I, I didn't do late night movie. I was unanswered on that. Oh, you didn't do late night movie either. Okay, okay. So, Sicario. I guess I'll start off. Oh yeah, you were unanswered. Jeez. So I guess I guess I'll start up. Well, no, I answered both. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have you have nothing to do with this. My list. My list is is incomplete. I'm sorry, Zach. 
the 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 list about incomplete items is incomplete. That will be reflected in your performance review later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then, Zach, this is all on you. You got late night and cinemodity. What, what? Why didn't you want to talk about this when we first discussed it? I have no, I have no idea. Like it's another one of those ones that I kind of just blanked out. I guess a lot of times we we were recording for like seven hours. I guess I was tired. It was like ten thirty at night. And we started recording at like two in the afternoon, so it's like okay, I'm a little, I'm a little worn down. But no, um, for late night movie, try to think of Sicario make a good late night movie. I think that would work. I think that, I think like Sicario, the first one would work as a late night movie. Um, and for and for a cinemati, I don't know. I don't think so. Not cinemati. I think it works. It works too well for what it is. It's not. It's it's weird that, that movie didn't perform better financially. That's. That, that first Sicario is really good, and I don't get why. Like, it got a sequel, which is still the strangest thing in retrospect. <laughs> but, but that first one is a solid thriller. Like, I don't know why enough people have not like kind of glommed onto that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. And I guess since we're here, and I know we're we're gonna have to talk about Sicario Dos coming up soon. I should mention because it's since it's our our anniversary episode. My father. Finally, did listen to one of our episodes, Zach, oh. and it was the episode for Sicario Dose. <laughs> oh, jeez, what a horrible episode to get introduced to the podcast on. Um, I have to agree. Uh, I I kind of initiated it because he like he like I was talking to him one day and he was like, "Oh, I saw Sic- Sicario too, and I really liked it." And I was like, "Oh, we did an episode of the podcast about it. You should listen to it." And he did. And let me tell you, it was so weird. To hear my father make our jokes at me, <laughs> like my dad, my dad literally was like, "I listened to the episode on Sicario Dose with Benicio del Toro," and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so strange." <laughs> that's great, that's, but he likes it. Good. He enjoyed it, so we got another fan. <laughs> good, good. That makes three now. Yes. So, good. I like your answers on Sicario Uno, I guess. <laughs> and, right, I don't know, I think we went through a period of, of not answering things, because the next thing is Jurassic World 2, Dinosaur Boogaloo. Zach, you didn't answer if this was a late-night movie. Actually, you didn't not answer. You said you were unsure. Well, I probably, okay, thinking, oh, God, like that movie, isn't that movie, like, two and a half hours long, too? Um... It's a that's a long ass movie. Yeah, I honestly I remember our discussion more than the actual movie. <laughs> well, I know our discussion's longer than the movie. Yeah, and our discussion is three or what eight hours? Or... <laughs> it's, it's it's three and a quarter hours long. And so yeah, uh, so I don't know. It is long. There's a lot of there's a lot of indoors. There's a lot of raptors. Oh, I guess um, I guess I should bring up my Colin Trevorrow fact. Sure. Sure. Apparently he said he got you're gonna love this, Rob. He said he got his inspiration for Jurassic World Dinosaur Boogaloo in that he want he was in, he got it from Steven Spielberg's Bridge of Spies. I don't think I've ever seen that. <laughs> that's that's the Cold War that's, movie about Gary Powers who gets shot down and yeah, like, okay. yeah, the exchange was, of him in a, like Germany. It's a drama, a very yeah. heavy drama, right? Yes, and that was in Colin Madman Trevorrow has said that was his inspiration for Jurassic World Dinosaur Boogaloo. Good for him. Good for Let him. That Let that sink <laughs> in. The Steven Spielberg Cold War thriller was the inspiration for a dinosaur movie where the half, the first half is a volcano exploding, and the <laughs> second half is like a haunted house movie with dinosaurs. 
<laughs> Let that sink in. That man is like I, I know I like we laughed at him for the book of Hank and all oh, yeah. that. But again, this man was like within inches of making a Star Wars film. It got ripped out of his hands. <sighs> this this man we need to write this man part once we get another uh, a benefactor beyond Mark Cuban, we have to give Colin Madman Trevorrow some more money. Do you think he's going to get a, because uh, we mentioned it on the previous episode, do you think Colin Madman Trevorrow gets a bust in the Cinemodities Director's Hall? I, I, I think he has to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. After Book of Hank especially, but all the other nonsense he's ever been involved in or thought about. <laughs> think about, like, we talked about, <laughs> I, if you think about that, like, we've talked about three Colin Trevorrow projects. We've talked about the Book of Hank. Mm-hmm. Jurassic World, and you know he didn't direct Dinosaur Boogaloo. He did write it and produce yep. it. Yep. So we have talked about three of his projects. Yeah, yeah, and I I think I agree with Zach. I don't think he said it on Cinemodities, but I know he said it on Knights of Vader. If we ever had our hands on that Star Wars Trevorrow script, we would do an episode about it. <laughs> oh, definitely. And I can tell you now, folks, it would be a Cinemodi and a late night movie. I do not need any. Uh, I don't need to read it to know that. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. I, I, oh I guess I should tell our audience that for anybody who saw the Last Jedi, um, the plot point of Episode Nine was going to be Ray. Ray got pregnant from the hand touching. Yeah, the uh, the Immaculate Conception. Yeah, yes, or <laughs> or Zegger likes to call it the Futura- Futurama moment. <laughs> where we need more religious imagery. <laughs> yes, because just like how uh, Kip gets pregnant from touching Leela's gloveless hand. Mm-hmm. Think about mm-hmm. that, folks. Colin Trevorrow stole a plot point from a Futurama episode. <laughs> Man, it's brilliant. We need, we need, we need. Again, uh, I think every year we should do a Book of Henry appreciation, like, like, like this, just something to commemorate that film. I, I would not be against that. That's a fantastic, fantastic movie to talk about. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Book of Henry and Jacob Tremblay, did you see he's in a new movie now with, like, Seth Rogen? It's like, imagine super bad, but it's for, like, 10-year-olds? No, I don't think I heard about this. Oh, my God. You're, oh, my God. Cool. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it comes out in a couple of months. So that might be a, a cinema. We might, this is the fact that J- uh, Jacob Tremblay is another one that's a cinemati's favorite. Uh, we he might have to still, cut. Naomi Watts is still letting him act after she's kidnapped him. <laughs> well, he might have escaped. He's with a new family now in the Seth Rogen. Story. Oh, okay. He might have escaped her clutches. <laughs> that that's just a mistake. Why would you ever want to do that? Escape Naomi Watts' clutches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in her mom in her, jeans. I'll be in her clutches all day. <laughs> yes, in her mom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those are, so those, are, those transcend mom jeans. Those are Naomi Watson. Well, <laughs> those those jeans are hers. <laughs> oh my god! So okay, Dinosaur Boogaloo two. I did not give it a late night movie. You saying no? No, saying... no, no. Okay, I'm sorry. I was indeterminate. Excuse me. Not yes, undecided. We're indeterminate. That's what we're looking for. What's or, your answer or, now? Or I or I waffled. No, I'm gonna. Have to say, I still haven't seen it since the theater that one time. Good, but don't blame you. But I have seen the honest trailer for it with the the indoor raptor moment, and that moment is pure gold. Plus, how <laughs> stupid the rest of the movie is. I'm gonna have to give it yes on a late night movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it I'll is take, a. It's a late. It. It's too long, but it, it deserves that. It deserves. I don't. How I don't agree it is. with you, but but I accept it. Zach. Okay. <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, trucking on forward, 
like we said, we had to get to it, Sicario Dos. Zach was once again indeterminate. This time, though, he didn't give us an answer for Cinemodity status for Day of the Soldado. And if I remember correctly, Zach, you gave the caveat of saying you weren't going to make this decision until you could see it again on home video or Blu-ray yes. or whatever. So did that happen, and do you have an answer for us? Yes. I, uh, I, it was part of, like, Black Friday. They had it for, like, $10. Oh, God. And, um, <laughs> I tried, funny, I tried, I bought the 4K version so I could sell off the other parts of it. I tried to sell off a digital copy, and eBay almost banned me from eBay because of trying to sell a digital copy on there. So <laughs> Day of Soldado almost got me banned off eBay. Um, I watched it again, and I disliked it even more. I don't get how it's, – it's baffling that that movie like, – that's the weird thing. I don't like the movie, yet it's fascinating that the same person that wrote the first one wrote the second one. You know they're so disjointed. Hmm. And I don't know. I, I, I am still waffling on this because I don't like it, but it's, a, it's, it's so weird it's connective tissue to the first film. So I'll give it a yes. It's it's a cinemati. You should, it's a cinemati, but you shouldn't watch it. It's a cinemati, kind of in an academic under an academic lens only because of just how disconnected it is from the first film. Okay, okay, I can get behind that. Um, I, of course, I said no to cinemati way back when. I thought it was. I, I, if I remember correctly, I thought it was too much of a of a straight action movie didn't have those kind of thriller or suspenseful, a lot of the suspenseful elements that the first one had. Um, but but sure, I have not seen it again, which is something that I, I've thought about. Um, you know, I've, I've thought back on some of those scenes where, you know, Benicio Del Toro has a bullet through his cheek and he's doing shit. Um, and I've kind of felt weird, you know, thinking back on him. But maybe I'll have to check it out again. But I'm glad you gave us an answer. And you didn't give us something we're going to have to talk about again in a year. <laughs> well, Zach, do you see what's next? Cowboy Bebop. How did we not discuss our two most important? We did snacks. If everybody, if there's any hardcore Cinemodities fans out there, you'll know this is where Zach and I had a, probably our greatest disagreement of all time. Whether or not I... Uh, <laughs> What's the right word? I um feed cigarettes to cats. <laughs> it's not supported, hard to say. It's supported feeding cigarettes. Zach thinks I said that. I don't think I said that. I think there's a huge disagreement in there, which you can always go back to. Uh, we're not discussing that on our one year anniversary episode. That's not important to the restaurant because, regardless of how that comes out, we still have cigarettes on the menu. <laughs> But we didn't talk about late night or cinemodity status, either of us. What the hell were we doing? <laughs> well, I think if you look back at like the schedule when we recorded these and when we released them, because we recorded the foreign animation series like in April, the beginning of April. Then we did like then we. Oh, God, oh God. you're right. If you look at it, and then it became, it became really disjointed because we Holy recorded shit. like we recorded the foreign animation like right after we started the podcast, basically. Oh my god, yeah, I never noticed that. We, that I oh think, my, I, holy shit, we recorded Spirited Away on April 17th? Yeah, it was like within the first month of us doing that. And I think that's the issue that we we were doing, we really hadn't figured out a formula at that point what to do. Because originally, remember, we used to argue about whether something should be in the cinemodities canon. And we were looking yes. at like, okay, it's a set list of like what you should and should not watch as a cinematic oddity. Then when Rob kept getting mad that we kept splitting on things, he's like, Zach, <laughs> the system is broken. We can't keep splitting. 
There were. It was like a whole like seven episodes that we couldn't agree on anything. <laughs> and so basically, we didn't have really our set formula. But the problem was, by the time you heard most of the foreign animation, like we recorded foreign animation in like early April, yet it didn't release until July. So like, yeah. like a lot had changed since then. Like, so I think that's what it was because it wasn't okay. until I want to say until like we started doing Titanic, thinking the myths that we really started to be like, oh, what kind of snack do we eat during this? Yeah. Or like, yeah. Like, like our formula. We didn't really have a formula what? until probably oh. halfway through the summer. Oh my God, we've recorded Spirit of the Way before Titanic Sinking the Myth. That's insane to me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what have I been doing with the last year of my life? <laughs> we recorded Trip Us at Belleville practically a year ago. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Oh my, holy shit, April 10th. God damn. God damn, Zach! What yep. do we do to what do we do to each other? <laughs> okay, well, yeah, Cowboy Bebop, Cowboy Bebop. We only watched one episode, and I know that this is probably going to be tough for both of us. Me because I know all of it, Zach because he only knows this episode. But <laughs> from late a year ago, and Cinemodity, I mean, late night. I want to say yes. For the sole reason that I have watched Cowboy Bebop as a late night movie before. I have a very vivid memory from my undergrad, my freshman year, where uh, someone was like crazy drunk and really sick. And I like took them back to their room and their roommate had Cowboy Bebop on. And I just like sat down. Like I put this drunk dude on his bed and I sat down with his roommate. We watched Cowboy Bebop together. And it was the episode where they eat, like, I know this is not the episode we discussed, but, Zach, there is an episode of Cowboy Bebop where they, they eat food that's gone, gone bad, like it's soiled, like rotten, and they all start to hallucinate from it because that's, like, what happens when this certain type of meat goes rotten. It becomes magic mushrooms almost, and it's a whole episode about hallucination. And so since I've used Cowboy Bebop as a late-night movie before, I'm going to say yes to late-night movie in our catalog for cinemodity though i'm gonna say no you can't be a cinemodity if you're one of the definitive animes of of all time just can't they don't match kind of like zach's gross and all the money these movies make so those are my answers yes and no late night movie yes cinemodity yes because it's just weird how weird it is yeah the mayor of halloween town right that's the episode we (laughs) yes mayor of halloween town at the theme park yep Give nice. it, give, giving it a yes across the board. Okay, okay. Have you gone and watched the rest of Cowboy Bebop since we discussed that? Um, every once in a while, I'll wake up at like 2 in the morning on a Saturday, and I'll see that it's on like Adult Swim, and I'll see. And I'm like, oh, look, there's Cowboy Bebop. And I'll look for the mayor of Halloween Town, and I'll be disappointed. <laughs> and keep in mind, I'm still calling the main character, whose name I forget, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, Spike. <laughs> no, he's Cowboy Bebop. He's Cowboy Bebop. So so he's Cowboy Bebop, and the ship they fly on in space is Spike. <laughs> I don't care what the ship is called. Name the main character is Cowboy Bebop. Well, the ship is the, is the Bebop. <laughs> well, there you go, but he's Cowboy Bebop. Okay, okay. In, in kind of Zach and I's discussion for what we would talk about in this one-year anniversary episode, something that we discussed was talking about the best and the worst films or new films like things that we've seen just for this podcast before anything else. Um, And Zach kind of approached it a different way that I did, where I was thinking we would pick these individually. And Zach kind of came out when we were discussing it and said, Mandy's the best, Claus is the worst. 
And and while I don't disagree with him, I individually, of course, would have to pick Unsolved Mysteries as the best new thing I've seen for this podcast. And I will say there is a caveat because I told Zach, and I think I discussed it in our first episode when we had Josh on, um, I had seen one episode of Unsolved Mysteries ever in my life. And then Zach gave me, what, 36 or 48 hours of Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries? The, the oh episodes of Unsolved happy. Mysteries I have, not even the episodes, the order. The, like, I have them split up by topic, and there's di- four discs each. This has changed me. I have used this as a late-night movie more than anything else in my life at this point. So, Zach... It's 36, is, it's 36 hours of Unsolved Mysteries. You 36 got. hours that I've watched probably eight times already. <laughs> I love this. So, Zach, this is my formal thank you for giving me so much Unsolved Mysteries and letting me not only experience it on my own, but for so many people in who's, who are in my clutches into watching it as well. It truly 18 hours, is. 18 hours of Unsolved Mysteries, excuse me. Oh, it's not 36? No, 18. I've watched it all so many times, it all blurs together. It's it so feels cool. like 36 hours. It's like a time, a time vortex, you know? <laughs> and oddly enough, I actually cannot watch Unsolved Mysteries since, since doing that. I kind of got it out of my system. I'm like, oh okay. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> I love it to the point that people I hang out with, when we're like hanging out late at night, you know, we've come back from wherever we're intoxicated, and I'm like, I'm literally slamming my fists on the table going, Unsolved Mysteries! And everybody's like, no, why do you want to watch this? And I just keep slamming my fists and screaming Unsolved Mysteries. What do you show people? What segments do you, besides the Miracle Box? I let them them pick. I let them pick. I tell them the topics, and then they pick a topic, and then I tell them to pick a number, one through four. Like, I leave it up to chance every single time. Oh, do you really? Yes, and there was literally one time someone picked Miracles, and oh we watched God. we watched Miracles. And here's the kicker. Anybody Sounds who's listening awful. to this, anybody who's listening to this who has done this with me, they know that from the beginning to the end of every single segment of Unsolved Mysteries that we watch, I am screaming about it. <laughs> like, like you don't watch Unsolved Mysteries with me, you experience Unsolved Mysteries with me. So, Zach, we're getting off topic. Thank you. Thank you for giving me such a powerful tool in my arsenal of late-night movies. I don't know if you intended to do that. I don't think you did, but you've did accomplished not. it. And and my friends could not hate you more. <laughs> good, good. So, getting to the thing we need to answer, it's our Unsolved Mysteries, Episode 2, where we had no guest involved. And Zach didn't answer Cinemodity, but I, I know he's going to say yes, because this was the Miracle Buffalo episode, right? Sure, let's say it's the Miracle Buffalo and not the Devil's Backbone. I think it was the Miracle Buffalo episode, because I'm yes, pretty sure I, I was like, I don't want to talk about the Miracle Buffalo with anybody else. It just has to be you and me, Zach. <laughs> and also, it's the Devil's Backbone, not the one in Colorado. Oh yeah, that's always that always sucks. I scream the loudest when that that plays, <laughs> and that's why I'm giving it the cinemati status. Oh, you are okay. So you've come yeah. to terms that the Miracle Buffalo is the greatest thing since since carcinogen slices. And by Miracle Buffalo, if you mean the Devil's Backbone, not the one in Colorado, then yes. Okay, okay. Well, piggybacking right off of that, 
as I'm sure Zach can see in our spreadsheet, the next thing we need to talk about is Unsolved Mysteries Episode 3, when we had Zenger on, Zach's co-host from The Knights of Vader. And apparently when Zenger was on, we just completely foregoed talking about any of our questions <laughs> and just discussed snacks. <laughs> I think I think the reason why we did this was that we kind of figured that, like, it was the same. I think we had the same answers more or less for episodes one, two. I think it was the same opinion. Like it was like cinematic. Yes. It was like, I think it was like, okay, we're already up to our knees and unsolved mysteries. Are yeah. we really going to diverge from, from that? I was thinking about that too. And I, I agree. I think that's probably what we were, our thought process was. Um, and you we know, have honest, snacks for that episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even Zanger gave us some snacks. He gave us that buff Buffalo dip or whatever it is. Yeah. Buffalo dip chicken wings. Eating nachos while staring out a window at a bush. That's also that? one, that's one of the snacks that we what have in this reference. What is that in reference to? Well, I don't know. What did we talk about in episode three? We did Rain Boy, Mothman. Um, oh, is that the one where we did uh, Skull Duggery? The skull? Yeah, the, they find the skull in the bush. Yeah. The that's, okay, that's, that's probably what it is. That sounds like something we would come up with. Yeah. Someone yeah. finds a skull outside like a Ruby Tuesdays and our knee jerk reaction <laughs> is let's eat nachos in front of the window where they find it. <laughs> that sounds like our, okay. our thought process. Okay. Well, then then Zach, I'm, I'm with you. I would say that let's take for Unsolved Mysteries episode three. Let's just copy our yeses from previous Unsolved Mysteries episodes. How about that? Sounds good to me. Nice. Nice. Before we leave Unsolved Mysteries, do you have Uh-oh. any updates about the Skimwalker? Oh, <laughs> Okay. Here's a story, everybody. It's great. One day, I decide to go do my laundry. And I'm like, I've got to do my laundry because I'm running out of socks. You know, that's usually how it happens. I run out of socks. I got very few socks because most of them are demons. Zach didn't think I was going to go there. But, yes, I have a demon sock. That's a story for another time. That is the dumbest story. He got so close to saying that on the podcast. I had to fight him in order to make that was, it stop. That was the one time Zach used his veto. <laughs> <laughs> but Everybody anyway, gets one. I run out of socks. I have to do my laundry as I walk across the street because next to the leasing office, which I live across the street from, they have the laundry room. I go in there. I start loading in my laundry. As I'm loading in my laundry, someone else comes in. Someone I don't know, someone else who lives in the apartment complex. He comes in. He starts to like unload to you know get his laundry started. And I can tell that he kind of realizes that he forgot his detergent. And he's, he's like about to leave. He's about to leave the laundry room to go get his detergent. And I'm like, no, man, you know, here's like, use my detergent. Like I got so much fucking detergent. It's crazy. And so he's like, oh, thanks. You know, whatever. And so we start talking a little bit, you know, just shooting the shit, stupid, small talk neighbor stuff. And then I finish loading my laundry. I leave whatever. And I say to him, you know, see you in half an hour. And so at the end of that half hour, because I got my, t- my laundry on a timer, that's how long it takes, I go back, and I see him again. And we're like, oh, hey, you know, talk about laundry. Like, ah, we saw you in, in half an hour or whatever. Um, we put our laundry in the dryer. We go our separate ways. Now, when we were leaving the laundry room, when we were putting our clothes in the dryer, he left first. And he, in his absolute cleverness, took my joke and turned it on its head. Because the dryers take 50 minutes. So he said, see you in 50 minutes. This is an enthralling <laughs> story, isn't it, Zach? He's <laughs> in a laundry room. But he says, see you in 50 minutes. And I say, yeah, like right back at him. But I know that every time I do my laundry, I always put an extra quarter in to get 60 minutes. Ha ha. 
but I don't tell this to him. I don't tell this to him. But I know. I know that, you know, we might not see each other ever again. And I'm fine with that. This person is trivial to me. Um, but anyway, you know, I go back to my apartment, doing whatever. My 60-minute timer goes off. I walk back over to the laundry room. As I walk into the laundry room, that guy is there. You know, his laundry took 50 minutes, but, you know, he might not have a timer. Who knows? He's still there packing up his shit when I get in there. And as soon as I get in there, he looks at me and says, hey, man, someone tried to steal your laundry. And I go, what? Like, what are you talking about? And he was like, I was in here packing up my laundry and someone came in and they opened the dryer with your clothes. And I said, hey, those aren't yours. And the and the person just left. Like the person didn't say anything. They just left. And I say, well, who was it? Like, can you describe them? And they say they didn't have any ears. That's oh my god! That's, that's what. I, that's my. That's my next step of the Skinwalker story. That's crazy, yo. Yes. Thankfully, none of my laundry was stolen because, as Zach knows, I keep a list, an inventory of all my articles of clothing, and I've never lost laundry. I've only ever gained a demon sock, which I know you want to discuss right now. No, Zach. absolutely not. <laughs> so the next, so the next thing we have to talk about is <laughs> goosebumps. Is it? I think so. Everything else we did. Oh, no. I think there's something. Oh, no. Okay, you're right. Sorry. Sorry. Chronologically, yes. Goosebumps. Oh, and once again, it's a Zach indeterminate. (laughs) (laughs) I like how it's not undecided. It's indeterminate. I think that's fascinating. The diction (laughs) is fascinating. Um, Goosebumps, Cinemati, no. What? What? You put no, too. I mean, but I thought I thought maybe you'd watch more of it and you'd love it and you'd. I did put no, didn't I? Yes, you did. Okay, <laughs> so I, I did, don't know yeah. why you're getting upset about. And this. I even said I even said yes with a caveat for late night movie. It had to be in the month of October. October. And then comma with grounding, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> That'll okay. be next year's episode explaining the mysteries of the uh, cinemodies list. Yes, everybody, including Zach, should be well aware that when we get to October or September, late September, this year, we'll be discussing Goosebumps again. Oh, my God. We'll also be discussing Freaked again. (laughs) (laughs) And real scary stories again. Oh, if you got new episodes, I would totally be down. If only. If If only. Yeah. I talked about the real scary stories update, right? Yeah, I did that on the 18th. The, uh, with your with your Spanish counterpart or whatever. Yeah, no, my Argentinian. Argentinian counterpart. counterpart. Yes, yes, you did. All right. So next after Goosebumps is the 2002 commercials yes. episode. Yes, I'm was, so excited. That was birthed out of the real scary stories episode. Yeah, and so this one actually makes sense that we didn't answer the, any of our questions for it. Because it was just an intro when we recorded it. We didn't yep. think it was going to be its own episode, but it became so goddamn glorious that it needed its own separation. <laughs> All right. Um, good go out, uh, Lynn. Late night movie, absolutely. Cinemodity, absolutely. Just for the Merman clip. <laughs> <laughs> Tara Strong having a stroke saying the Merman line. We need to upload that to YouTube. Someone needs to upload that to YouTube. So, because I know if you type it, I had no idea he was a merman. I need to, we. Someone needs to do that and send it to Tara Strong. Is this going to be the meme that we we start? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Like starting a meme based on that. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, that was Cinemati's legacy. 
I mean, I think it's well established that Zach and I have different opinions on what great things are. <laughs> and this might be one of them. <laughs> Absolutely not. If, it, if this is the legacy of cinema, he's creating a, like a, a, a GIF meme. And I had no idea he was a, a blank with Tara Strong having a stroke. I, I you know what? I, I would die happy. That's like that's like saying that I'm gonna be happy if I can just you know be one herpes bump on somebody's genitals. <laughs> it's like it's like this is not a good thing that we're doing with memes. Nobody told her to make that face. <laughs> I want okay. We might have to okay, but as, as Rob dies laughing from that, I need I need a cigarette, <laughs> <laughs> folks. If if you saw that's the problem, nobody has access to this unless you have what a Hulu account. If you saw Terror, okay, well, yeah, you, nobody's fucking watching that movie. <laughs> no, exactly. So if you look at that clip in the context, okay, it's not like you, Rob and I just picked that movie out of obscurity and we're like, oh my god, look at the weird eye fluctuation <laughs> muscles does with that. Nobody is saying that. In the context of real scary stories that pretty much every single time the show comes back from a commercial break, you get like the 30-second little spot of Sabrina goes goes under, or what's, what's it called, Sabrina Down Under? Sabrina Goes to Hell. Yeah, Sabrina Goes Man, to Hell. With subtitles. With subtitles. And 2009. 2009. <laughs> and you saw that every single time it was, I had no idea he was a... Man, and the thing she does with her eye and like the grainy, like 140p VHS quality, you two would be dying laughing. And Rob doesn't, the problem is that Rob does not have a history with that as I do. I do, and that is hysterical because, like, when I was younger, I never picked up on the Tara Strong, like, eye thing. I always knew the, I had no idea he was a man that i knew and i would quote that every single time but rob gave me a extra dimension to that that i never knew existed which is her <laughs> facial expression again she's, it, she's great she's great Tara she's Strong. great and i know rob's also given context to that movie and that was she's a horn dog throughout that entire movie oh yeah she's she's very um sexually s sensationalized i would say and she's also a witch who's bad at using her powers. <laughs> there you go. Even more of a reason then. I know. The only the only real complaint I have about that entire movie, because I've watched it, and I don't think Zach has watched I've watched it I, twice, actually. Of course um, he has. That, you know, it's Tara Strong and Sabrina combined with Melissa Joan Hart. They have less fucking screen time than goddamn puppet cats. Like the movie, <laughs> the movie is legitimately about cats. Like it's crazy. Like these cats that can talk are just, you know, having like they're playing love games with each other. And it it blew me away. What else would you expect from a movie called Sabrina Goes to Hell with subtitles? <laughs> 2009. <laughs> 2009. <laughs> I don't even think it was 2009. <laughs> but we know it was at least 2002. Yes. So, so are we saying Zach and I for two thousand new commercials, late night and cinemodity? Yes, right across the board. Oh yeah, 100%. oh I, I agree. If, if I think one day, maybe in this upcoming week, when I have some time, I will just cut out only the commercials and mix them together. Like I just want a video file of only the commercials from this, 
and just show that to people late at night. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. Are you gonna show them the duplicate? Like all the like would you cut out duplicates? Or oh just- no, no, it would be it would be just straight up. I would go through this, cut out all the real scary stories, leave all the buffers, all that stuff, and just show them it. Like they would hear the merman clip every time <laughs> they're supposed to hear the merman clip. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh my god! I'm just imagining people I know, you know coming back here, being drunk as shit. And I put commercials on for them. Like, they would rage. <laughs> I get They'd be like, please, please show me Unsolved Mysteries. And that please was also... show me the Miracle Buffalo. <laughs> oh, that was also the, uh, the the Disney board game that Rob refused to buy when I found him, like, a, like a version for, like, $9 yes. on eBay. Yes, I know Zach. Zach likes to make fun of me for that, but he has to know that video games are the worst thing to ever happen to me in my life. It's not a video game. It's a board game, though. It's the... It's the same thing. It's the no, same it's not. concept. Yes, it's the no, same concept. Video games are addicting. No one's ever had to go into rehab for playing Scrabble too many times. Dude, I mean, you give me a few years <laughs> playing Scrabble, I'll, I'll be right there. <laughs> I'm actually pretty good at Scrabble. You want to throw it down? How about Trouble? Trouble? I like Trouble. You push a little thing in the middle and it pops around? Yeah, yeah. How about that game? Is this count as a board game? What's that game called? We put like all the little, like, uh, oh god, how would you describe it? Like, it's not cotton, but it's like material, like very thin linen, and it's like, like in the shape of like pink and blue butterflies, and it's like you put it in like the trunk. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, okay, let me finish. And what it is, you have like these little like linen like butterflies, and you put it like you plug in this like elephant and like he blows the tr- he blows the butterflies out of his trunk if it oh that. okay i think i see when you said trunk i thought you're talking about like trunk of a car no elephant trunk. and i was like what the fuck <laughs> you're like there's this board game where we take pieces of linen and we put them in the trunk of a car and it's I'm like I'm like Zach, this isn't a board game <laughs> this is an addiction no so i haven't i've never played that but i've heard of it with the trunk elephant trunk blowing and you catch them type of thing that's a, that should be an event at the San Mati's restaurant. Like a giant one? You ever seen, like, I've been to some bars where they have giant Jenga, like where, you know, each Jenga piece is like a two-by-four. <laughs> but, so we have that, but it's a giant, like it's a real elephant blowing, <laughs> butter, blowing butterflies everywhere. Pink and blue butterflies, yes. And it's it stampedes and, you know, kills people every now and then? No, 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 we tranquilize it. Before or after it kills people? <laughs> Both. Okay, I like that because it's not gonna it, it's not gonna go down with one tranquilizer. No, that's people aren't paying to see an elephant go down with one shot of a trank gun. You know, they want that suspense. They want to know is it making it to my table or not. <laughs> <laughs> they want the thrill of being alive, and they could die by the head of an elephant. <laughs> Good lord. So Zach, there's one thing we still have not discussed for 2002 commercials. Snacks, snacks, and like I said before, I know this is going to be tough because we didn't just watch it, but I have a pitch for okay. our 2002 commercial snacks, and it plays right off of the commercial where we get to see uh, the kid studying for his math test or chemistry yep. test or whatever yep. on his little Game Boy looking motherfucking thing, you know. <laughs> and if I recall correctly, in our 2002 commercials episode, I discussed how. That thing, his little study tool, would be stolen and broken in a heartbeat if he was doing that in school. So I think that we should just have 
a group of three or four teenagers that go around to tables and bully people about the stupidest <laughs> things. Like, we should just have high school bullies. Not even high school. Middle school bullies. Uh-oh. That just go around and harass the customers. And, you know, they comment on on the, the maybe the things that they've ordered. They comment on, you know, hairstyles and clothing. And there's, you know, prolific use of the word and or the phrase you're and stuff like that. And I think I think that would be a great little, you know, touch that we have middle school bullies at our restaurant. <laughs> what do you think? So what you're basically recommending is like we have our own version of like Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets that sit up like in the balcony and heckle heckle the Muppets. Yeah, technically, yes. That that is what it boils down to, yeah. But I want them, you know, as a constant roving figure among the tables. Okay. All right, um, I, I'm fine with that. They're gonna have like little finger skateboards and shit. Oh my god! Okay, that, you know they're gonna so be the, doing. So they're gonna go to you and they're gonna like fingers. They're gonna grind around your plate on their finger skateboards. They're gonna ollie on I your soup you ball. A <laughs> 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 yes, they're gonna ollie and call you a. <laughs> there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Oh my god, so much of that's gonna have to be bleeped out. Um, um that's okay. exactly why we needed a one year anniversary episode, Zach. Real questions. <laughs> I like that as an idea. So going around throwing around those type of insults as you're trying to eat your dinner. <laughs> like imagine like a husband and wife sitting there. It's like, honey, don't make eye contact. You're only gonna come up here. But I can't, honey. They just called that other guy a. I can't. I can't break eye contact now. Yo, you got Halo Five. I'll beat you in Halo Five. Oh my god, poor audience won't know the context at all because it's got to be bleeped out so many times. Fantastic. Um, we got Patreon episodes coming your way. <laughs> oh my god, okay, I won't be able to live up to that and all, at, at all, so I'm just going to kind of lob this one out there and hope for the best. Okay. Um, where, Rob and I, well, where Rob used to live, where I currently live, but I haven't gone there in years, there was a diner called the uh, the Daily Planet where it was like a nostalgia's 50s cafe. I love and it the had, Daily Planet. Daily Planet is awful, folks. It's gone downhill, but sure, let nostalgia blind Rob. Yes, I loved it when I lived there seven, what, seven to ten years ago. <laughs> yes. But yeah, they had, they used to, well, they don't do it as much anymore because I guess it costs money, but they used to have TVs that would play like old, like vintage TV clips from like yeah. the 50s, 60s, and 70s. So I recommend we do the exact same things. We get the giant, like small TVs. Like think of it like a, a 13 inch TV, but it has the huge backing in the back of it. And it's <laughs> mounted from the ceilings. And all we do is play on loop clips from, we basically play this on, on loop, the clips or the, the commercials. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> The fuck? I'm just thinking the fucking Donald Trump McDonald's commercial. Yeah, with Grimace. I'm thinking about all the educational commercials. I'm thinking about the the now, that's what I call music commercials. Dude, Carter. That's that's something that I think people would actually want to see. (laughs) Yeah, weirdly enough, like that is something I imagine would have an audience. Yeah, that's something where it's be like, do you want to sit at the booth where you can watch commercials from 2002 on repeat? People would be like, Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, that might be the most profitable idea we've had for the Cinemodies restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we I, I guess we should say in this last year of operation, we found that 
it's actually bad for people to eat more than a few spoonfuls of caviar at a time. Like there's too much sodium and, and some other chemicals like mercury and stuff in the caviar we've been sourcing. So the glory hole might be too much caviar volume. We're working on that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we had a few people just go hard, you know, drinking caviar straight out of the hole. And and let me let me tell you, those ambulance bills are not cheap. No. And especially that one guy that had his pants down near the glory hole. That was another whole issue entirely. Yeah, I, I feel that we should probably go back to Fountain. <laughs> but it won't be faithful to Oddsack. Mm. Let's consult legal. Okay. Where's, <laughs> someone call up Panda Bear. We need to ask him for his advice. Is he our lawyer? Is Panda Bear our cinemodities <laughs> restaurant lawyer? Sure. We have a musician as a lawyer. Absolutely. <laughs> we have him on retainer. Hey, he was involved with Def Punk, so we're good. <laughs> All right, Rob. I don't think is there any more that we're in deter- Oh, I guess there's one more. There's one more, Zach. Yes, and that well, because Rob wasn't here for this, so that's yes. why. In the entire last year of the Cinemodities uh, podcast, I missed one episode. I had one no show. I wish it was for a better reason than it actually was. I, I think I've said on social media before, I would have loved to be a part of this conversation. But this, of course, was the episode where Zach interviewed the people who um, edited and filmed, if correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, to some extent, the uh, keep, what is it? Keep your hands, please, please remain seated, right? That's what it's called, please remain seated. Uh, yeah, um, well, technically, it's sneaking into a forgotten Disney World ride. It's, it's, it has a couple of titles, depending on your context. Please okay. remain seated. Yeah, it depend, it, it's a couple of different titles. But no, it was the um, docu-short directed by Matthew Serrano based on footage filmed by uh, Dave Ensign and uh, uh, Chief. It was the Epcot video for in layman's terms. Yeah, and I think, I think that episode is one of our best. I love the discussion that you guys have Zach, Zach and, and the two people he interviewed. I think it's awesome, especially the part where you get one of the guy's wife wives involved. <laughs> like she comes on for a little yep. bit. Yep. That's awesome. Sunny side. Um, but of course, since I missed that episode, uh, we did not talk about a lot of our main questions. Specifically, I don't think we I don't think there was any discussion of cinemodity or late night status. And I think that we only got snacks from our guests. I, if I recall correctly, Zach did not give any snacks during that episode. So I thought we could fill that in very much like Zach says in that episode. These are things we could discuss when Rob comes back. Before we do that, though, I was waiting for this episode to say something to Zach. Um, in, in your interview with these guys, I believe, uh, is, it, is it Chief? Chief is the guy you interviewed? No, no, he, Chief, no, 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 that's, no, um, Hoot, Hoot, Dave, Hoot, Dave, Hoot. okay, yes, Zach knows better than I, because I didn't do my homework, <laughs> I've only watched that thing once, and it was great, um, but he says in this episode that he was one of the lead art directors on the PlayStation 1 Rugrats video game, do you remember that part of the conversation, Zach? Yep, I even went and found the credits for that video game, and he is indeed listed. I, I I think this is the thing that I mo I might be most butthurt about that I was not involved in that conversation because I played that video game to death when I was younger. I still have a copy of it at my parents' house in New York, the original PS1 disc of the Rugrats video game. So Zach, I, I you you hit 
levels of shit that you didn't even know because I wasn't even there. How amazing is that? I love that video game. Reptar, you got mini golf with Reptar World. Oh, shit. That is my jam right there. <laughs> well, how about that? that? I never would have surmised that. But hey, what do you know? Exactly. So should we get to it? What do you want to talk about first? Since you had this experience to discuss some of these things, snacks at least with them, where would you like to begin for our sneaking into a forgotten Disney World ride interview? Late night movie, I'm going to say yes. Cinemati, I'm on the, I'm still on the fence over because I think it works. I think obviously the fact that I think it has well over a quarter of a million views right now on YouTube. But the only thing I have to say that's leaning in favor of being a Cinemati is that like I said in that episode is that there's so many people now on YouTube just basically reading the Wikipedia page when it comes to Disney theme park stuff. Yes. And yeah. I should have elaborated on that a little bit more at the time of that interview. But what I mean by that is I don't mean just literally reading off the Wikipedia page. I mean in the sense of like it's just a book report. You're reading facts. There's, yeah, there's no, no there's no analysis. There's yeah, no the, facts. There's no story, there's no analysis, there's no heart to it. Again, anybody can read a list of statistics, and, and guess what? The statistics are interesting about Disney attractions. Learning that an attraction was built in 1989, and that was decommissioned in 2007, and then it sat, sat empty for 12 years after that. That's interesting like to, to some people, but that's just reading facts. That's, that's, it's interesting if you're into that kind of stuff though. Yeah. But if you're, if you're like Rob and you're not, you have no interest in that world. It's like, what does he care? The fact that it operated for 12 years and then it sat there for 12 years. It's like, what does he care? It's a building. It's like lots of buildings sit there and nobody's in them for years. Mm-hmm. Um, but to make a story like that interesting and give it a heart and personality, especially based on just all you have is raw footage with no uh, uh, script or storyline to start off with, other than one that you have to piece together. Or the story's there, you just have to piece it together, which is yeah. a lot, it's easier said than done. I'm going to say yes for Cinemati. Not because it's weird, but because of the Herculean task it is to piece together somebody else's life story and make a coherent, concise, touching narrative out of it. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to have to wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, it, it, uh, it's, it's upsetting to me that I didn't get to say this to these guys when we interviewed them. But, you know, they have created a late night movie and a cinemodity for me that is in, in a realm of its own. I've never seen anything like this before. I, I've never been enthralled in something like this before. And I think that's, you know, another thing I never got to say is when Zach was originally pitching this to me, he was like, you know, this isn't just crazy Disney nonsense. There's going to be some interesting stuff that you're going to like. And I know he specifically mentioned the counting of the cars and kind of, you know, watching out for for those aspects of the ride. And and I, I thought that was grand. I thought this was awesome. And this fits the bill for something that I think is so unique, just along the lines of somebody creating a Titanic documentary or docudrama over a hundred years after it happens this is kind of the same thing to me it's just so unique and so obscure in my perspective that i have to give it a hard yes for everything that i want to show it to more people that i want to consider to to you know watch it and break it apart it was it was awesome yeah a hundred percent I, I could not disagree because, it, again, it, I think it also, again, as I've said numerous times, how uh, the, the Disney YouTube community, you, you don't you, you can put the bare. All you need basically is some editing software 
Mm-hmm. And guess what? <laughs> you can make a fortune off this this realm. <laughs> yeah. But I think the thing about this though is that it really does transcend that world. It's it's not just a interesting Disney story. It's an interesting story with Disney elements in it. Exactly. And and I think there's there's nothing. I don't think there's really anything else in that YouTube sphere. And dear Lord, people, you gotta believe me on this one. There's a lot of stuff in that sphere. <laughs> and this really in in that docudrama by Matthew Serrano is uh, unparalleled. Yeah, it really is. Perfection. I love it. We need more things like that. More interesting things like that. Absolutely. We need more cinematis that don't make us angry. Yeah. Yeah. Or, exactly. or I guess I have to say that's one of our few cinematis that won't elicit like uh uh not a bad response from people, but it's not weird. Like, mm-hmm. like usually like we talk about Mandy. No, we like Mandy. It's like that might be upsetting to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Please remain seated is it's not upsetting. Like it's it's upsetting, but not in the sense of like, oh, like in a disturbing way. Exactly. All right. So um once again, snacks, it's difficult since we I at least I haven't watched it, you know, for a while. But I do have a pitch for a snack for, you know, sneaking into a forgotten Disney World ride. And it goes right off of what I mentioned before, the counting of the cars. Uh, what would you think about you have a platter, like, you know, a, a big plate or something, and and you basically make brownies in the shape of the the cars from the rides, and, you know, maybe put, like, you know, Reese's Pieces or, or Twizzlers or something as, like, the bars, and, you know, you make them look like theme park rides, and you, like, line them around a, a, this platter or a table even, you know, make it huge, but you can only eat certain ones. Like, you have to do the counting technique. For these little brownie cars. Does that make sense, Zach? I like that, but instead of um, doing it how you described, we, I think we should have a conveyor belt. Like, you know, they have restaurants with the conveyor belt. Oh, you can just take like, things yeah, off it. like the sushi conveyor belts. Yep. Yes, I think we should have that, but the same principles that you laid out. And so you can only pick up certain brownie cars based on the counting technique. Okay. And yes. if you pick up the wrong one, you get shocked. You get. You say shocked or shot. Well, both, if you, if you want to be really. Oh. You get shocked. There's a little wire under there. You pick the wrong one, you get a buzz. <laughs> so if you, pick the, if, if you pick the wrong one the first time, you get shocked. A little electric buzz. You pick the wrong one the second time, you get shocked a little harder. You, get picked, you pick the wrong one the third time, you get a bullet through the brain. There, there you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Okay, what did you think? Did you have any snacks for this since you got to talk to him? And uh, uh, I know in the spreadsheet we have some snacks from them, I guess. I don't know what snack I'd have for that. Cause I really I wasn't thinking about food during that uh during that uh that that watching that. Because there's really no there's no like Would you would you deep fry and eat buzzy? <laughs> okay, where's where's the okay, where do I begin the Jenny Nicholson rant? Where is that oh, come from? Oh god, where, where did I just start? <laughs> where is the Jenny Nicholson rant? Didn't you do that on Knights of Vader? You gave that rant already. <laughs> did I did I explain the Jenny Nicholson rant? I don't know, Zach. You have you have literally said it to me so many times through text and through voice messages that I don't know. Okay, don't know, you know I don't what? know where I've heard it. <laughs> oh right, you know what you get? Instead of getting a food item for me for this film, you get a little card that explains to you the aftermath of the please remain seated interview. <laughs> so the teller when you pay your bill in the little like, you know, slip for the receipt in your credit card, instead of getting like a how did we do a comment card, you get a little story booklet about these things. <laughs> no, no, we have enough of that. We don't want to take away from the freak DVD and the in the bump of cocaine you get leaving the uh, 
the Cinemati's restaurant. No, what you get, it's on the table. When did you know, have full cocaine? When did this start? I like from, it, but when from Mandy. Remember Mandy? Remember he has like he finds like like the giant like he breaks a mirror or something oh, and, like yeah. In one, the off-brand Cenobites has like a giant mound of coke on a table. Okay, I'm going. I'm going to the. I don't know. I don't have that in the spreadsheet for well, Mandy. Well, you made a mistake then. I got I got Cheddar Goblin. I got someone's indeterminate on their on their list. I got Bloodbag Pinata. <laughs> I got Nicolas Cage's axe as a utensil. And then I also have the last thing. The business decision was made to move all dishwashing off site <laughs> to a local car wash. <laughs> That's what I have. But I do. I know what you're talking about with the coke. But I don't. I didn't. I didn't know we made that a parting gift <clears throat> for the restaurant. I like it. But I mean, I think, I think you ruled it, ruled, uh, shot it down because you figured no one would come for the food or the ambiance. It's come for the free bump of coke. That sounds like me. Uh, <laughs> the other part of it is that you know how how would we stop ourselves from doing all the coke? Like how would we stop ourselves from having some for the for the customers? <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think we have that good self control. <laughs> But no, okay, so you get, you know, you have like the table, they have like the drink menu, dessert menu on your table once they take away the main menus. Yeah, yeah. What you get is it's a little like, like, oh God, like a little triangle folded piece of paper on, on heavy cardstock and explains to you the aftermath how Jenny Nicholson threw shade at us because she didn't like the fact that we beat her to the punch with this. Okay, yeah, she did throw shade at us. I'll agree yes. I want everybody to know there's a tweet out there about there's a I don't know how we're going to do this. Maybe I'll link to it in the show notes. But there is a tweet from her that after she made a video about the history of what happened to Buzzy, which was maybe two minutes out of a three hour long discussion that people found the podcast and said, no, honey, you're wrong. You made a mistake. And she got mad and just dismissed it altogether and wouldn't even reference the podcast by name. And when I yeah. found out about, and when I found out about this, Rob got like 800 text messages in the span of like five minutes. That I did not understand. Yes, <laughs> I basically, basically I, Rob got a lot of cryptic text messages. Like we did it, Rob. We beat them at their own game. And I Rob's remember. Like, I remember. Like you sent me all those text messages one night, and then like three days later when we recorded, I was like, Zach, clearly we've done something to excite you. But but please describe to me what it is. <laughs> oh, it was oh, if you were in my house that night, oh, I was going ballistic. I was throwing trash cans out windows. Like I mean, like all hell was royally breaking loose. Like I was like I was on top of the moon. And the best part of that was there was another Disney YouTube person who really is like a prime example of reading off the uh the Wikipedia page and in the comments, or I guess replies to Jenny Nicholson's tweet was like, same. And I start, I died even more on that. Like I was even, I found another trash can through it through another window at that point. Um, <laughs> oh it. yeah. It was uh, no, it was bonkers. Like it got, it's basically how I pitched Rob that episode. It was like, Rob, we're going to beat the Disney YouTube people at their own game. We're going to yep. swoop in here and beat them at their own game. And Rob's like, whatever, dude. And I'm like, and then when eventually all hell came to pass, I'm like, I did it. I did it. So, uh, yes, I don't know. Can we have vindication as an item on the Cinemonides menu? That, that should be the subtitle of the restaurant. <laughs> Cinemonides, you know, Cinemonides Times Square, colon, vindication. <laughs> what does vindication taste like? Order anything off our menu. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say the bump of Coke as you're leaving the restaurant. 
<laughs> that'll that'll sure give you the motivation to achieve that vindication. <laughs> oh God, that's, 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 that's my great. snack, vindication. Vindication. I like it. I like it. Well, Zach, thank you. I think if if you don't have anything else to add, I believe we've hit now all of our unanswered and indeterminate spots of our spreadsheet, right? Yes. But there's actually one that's missing. What? What? This is the stables? (laughs) (laughs) What is missing? What is missing? Not, Not missing from your list because technically we have an unreleased episode. Oh God, that's that's true. We do have one unreleased episode. We have which, our elves episode, which we probably dis- we reference every single episode of the podcast. I know we've done a lot of Bunce McGavin talk. That's <laughs> that's not founded correctly. <laughs> no, we. I, I, I want everybody to know that we recorded a whole discussion about elves. It's a long one, isn't it? It's it's like a two and a half hour long discussion. It's it's cat in the hat level. And it's pretty, pretty much as in-depth as a cat. Imagine, like, a cross between our Cat in the Hat episode and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, don't we spend, like, a good 15 minutes talking about the tape on the door scene? <laughs> like, how crazy I would say, that is? I, there's a lot in that. Uh, I'm still editing that episode. I still have never <laughs> finalized editing it. See, uh, but it was it was my understanding that we chose not to release that episode because you wrote a, a, a very... if. Correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, but it was a very highly sexualized letter <laughs> to to a, a library <laughs> to collect a VHS copy of Elves, wasn't it? Like there was there was some flirtatious language in that letter, if I recall correctly. So yeah, we do. We have an unsolved episode, and I have I think I guess this were might be where Zach is going, but we have nothing in the spreadsheet for this one. No. This is disjointed from the list. I know. Because I, I haven't even listened to it since we recorded it. Yeah, so that's out there, folks. At this point, I'm kind of tempted to just kind of scrap that episode and come December where we'll record it. Much like how Knights of Vader, <laughs> we do the holiday special every year. We might be forced to do Elves might be the <laughs> annual favorite, where every year and, we can talk about Elves. And we're never going to release it? <laughs> we're just going to have a bank of like four or five unreleased episodes on Elves eventually? <laughs> and then what we'll do when, on the fifth year, we'll, we'll release them, but all five of them overlap with each other. Some of them are played in reverse. Some of them are straightforward. <laughs> They're all mixed weirdly. I love it. Some are sped up. Some are slowed down. <laughs> oh, God. But you'll hear it, though. You, you might not be able to make anything of it, but you will hear it. I love it. I love it. So, oh, yeah, we have no answers for that one yet, folks. Maybe you'll hear it eventually. <laughs> Maybe. I don't even remember. What, like, what kind of snack did we even, could we even think of for elves? Bunce McGavin. <laughs> we eat Bunce McGavin? Literally, the only thing I remember from that discussion is that I, I said to you, for some reason, I don't know I don't know Dan Haggerty's name of the character he plays in this movie, but I think it should be Bunce McGavin. I remember saying that to you. <laughs> like, there's something about that movie. I don't know his name. He's Santa. He's Dan Haggerty. But for some reason, he, he just screams Bunce McGavin. McGavin. <laughs> I know I still have a performance review I have to hear. Yes, Zach is jumping the gun. Zach, there's one thing left, and oh, it is God. your Cinemodities Restaurant performance review. You can't get away with this, because everybody should know, at the Cinemodities Restaurant, I, I think it's safe to say, Zach, you can argue with this all you want, but I have a feeling you don't want to argue this. 
I'm kind of the front runner of the Cinemodities restaurant. You know, I make the big decisions. I'm the CEO. I'm the COO. I'm the CFO. I'm the CSGO. <laughs> that was a terrible joke that I don't think Zach's going to get. <laughs> but, but Zach, everybody who works at the Cinemodities restaurant, except you and I, they are on the learn or burn policy. Have, you, have we talked about the learn or burn policy before? No, Rob. The learn or burn policy is really easy. At the end of every workday, all of our workers get a test. They get it. And it's one question. They get the answer right. They learned it. They get to work the next day. If they get it wrong, they didn't learn it, and we light them on fire. We burn them. It's the learn or burn policy. It's very competitive. This is for all our waiters, our waitresses. The You would not believe how many people we've actually had line up to play Nelson De La Rosa. It's actually crazy how many people have wanted that job at the Cinemodities restaurant. But anyway, you know, we work on the learn or burn policy because we feel that after a good week of running our restaurant, we have the best possible employees because they're the ones that learn and not burn. You with me, Zach, so far? Oh, how can I not be? Exactly. But we're different. Zach and I are different. Since we run this restaurant and since we couldn't do it without one another, I hope you agree with me there, Zach, that if I wasn't a part of this, the restaurant would fall to shambles. Same thing if you weren't here. And I didn't have someone to yell at, yell at about this stuff. This would fall to shambles. We don't have the learn or burn policy. We get performance reviews. And so I told Zach this before we, de- we decided to put this on air. Zach, my first question for you is, do you have a performance review for me? Um, I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to say, insert the cat in the hat, fired clip right here. That's Zach's performance review for me. You're fired. (laughs) Okay, I didn't think so, but of course, since I'm the CEO, you can't really review my performance, right? It's got to be the best that there is. Exactly. But I have one for Zach. Zach, are you buckled in? You got your feet on the ground? You got your, you know, you're sitting in your chair. You're ready for this performance review? Fully focused attention? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Zach, your first annual Cinemodities Restaurant Performance Review. When we first started this restaurant, I honestly thought I was working with Marge Simpson. But I quickly came to realize that, and I had no idea, you were a mer man. I approve of your hatred for dirt roads. Every time we tried to ship down a dirt road, you said you got nervous. And that actually saved us a lot on shipping costs. And that's been a great big help. On occasion, though, I have to say you look like a sagging birthday cake. And that turns a lot of the customers off. Sometimes I doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. More on that in the upcoming year. I think that's something we need to work on. And I'm also kind of bothered by sometimes how much you spend on goddamn buttered popcorn. We don't need to spend that much on fiddle-faddle, Zach. Just just eat less of it. Fiddle-faddle. I wish I could get you to do some work on garbage day, but at the, end of the, at the end of the year, all said and done, I'm glad that you never put in your two weeks. And for that, Zach, I thank you. And I look forward to another great year of our Cinemodities restaurant. Folks, he's more proud of himself than you could ever possibly imagine for that. Insert applause here. (laughs) He is so proud of himself. 
Did it? Did you get it, Zach? That it was all lines we talked about. Did you get it? <laughs> if one for the fact you told me you were doing this last week, uh, yes, I would have figured it out. I thought you were going to have a good, you know, seven sentence thing for me as well. But you know, we'll leave that for next year. <laughs> well, you're the boss, so exactly. We put it well. So, what do you think of your performance review? Sign here to say that you got it. Did you sign? Sign, Zach. I signed. I, I dated it too. I post-dated it, though. You signed it. Go fuck yourself. I, I don't <laughs> think that's your signature, but but we'll take it. We'll put it on file because I think that's exactly what you signed the contract about a year ago. It was the exact same phrase. <laughs> Sounds about right. Zach, is there anything else you'd like to discuss at the end of this one-year anniversary extravaganza that we've had for ourselves? Nope. Especially considering that we have another episode to record right after this. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm expecting Zach is going to treat this the same way as our Jingle All the Way episode, where he's just going to dump the raw audio on me <laughs> and go, good luck. <laughs> I want everybody to know, folks, I've, other than, outside of suffering through that conversation, I have never listened to that episode since, and I have never had any intention to ever do so again. That really is. That, that might be our low point. <laughs> I want to know, if anybody in our audience... Listen to the uh, the Jingle All the Way episode. I just want to know, is anybody out there like, oh, I love that discussion? <laughs> I think the only response to listening to that is go is going, does Rob need help? <laughs> he sounds like an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, folks, I don't know how much he edited out of that. I don't know if he, he cleaned it up well enough to make himself not look horrible. Because it was such a oh, mess. Oh, no, I, I look bad. I look really bad in that episode, for sure. But I've just chosen to eat that. <laughs> how much? How, I know a few times in that episode I say, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. How many of those are left in there? I think there's a few. Especially, I think the most notable is the cold open. Where the cold open is is like, I'm, I'm laughing hysterically. And then I'm like, Zach is so mad at me right now. And you go, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, I, that think, I think I'll look at the da- <laughs> I should look at the downloads for that and see what the downloads of that are relative to all the others. Oh, it's been a great year, right? I only got I only got crazy drunk one time. That's a record. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob's explanation for that was Zach. I didn't know we were recording today. You said it was you might or might not be able to record today, despite <laughs> the fact that I told Rob earlier yes. that week. I was like, it's Rob, nice. I'm going to do everything within my power to get there on time. I think my excuse was that we're recording an Arnold Schwarzenegger comedy. <laughs> sure, let's call it that. <laughs> oh, it's been a great year, Zach, hasn't it? So, Rob, I have to ask you, Uh-oh. what snack do we eat when we're listening to the episode recapping all the snacks and cinematis and late night movies that we haven't covered? Oh, my God. Zach's we're getting meta. Exciting me. We're getting I, real meta. I don't even know. I don't. I mean. What snack do we know. eat while we're listening to this? I would say that you should take our episodes, all of them, for this past year, transcribe them, you know, turn them into scripts, print all the scripts out, shred them up into little squares, and eat them like cereal. Oh, my God. So that, that what do you think? I'm on board for that. <laughs> or, or if you want, maybe not cereal, bake them into like a paste and then eat it like a smoothie. Like imagine like a combination between a smoothie and like oh. salt and like in like not sour milk but kind of like solid milk and it's like ugh like that eat basically what i'm saying is eat paper mache yeah yeah i like that i like that paper mache just chug it down it's a healthy it. thing it's good fiber 
it's good. It's the best fiber. <laughs> Alrighty, Rob. As we're recording this, what are we doing next? This is coming out March twenty eighth, our one year anniversary. Oh, we have oh. we have a next series to be oh, talking God, about. I'm so bad at this, I never know. I don't know what is it. It's the it's the fifteenth anniversary of something, right? And so we can talk about that. <laughs> okay, I think Rob missed the boat on that one. But you know what? Our <laughs> is next eighteen. Are we doing dancing? Oh wait, no. Oh, no, I'm in the wrong one. My bad. <laughs> Alita. I, no, we did Alita. What are you talking about? We got a. I'm just going through. I don't know. I just opened the spreadsheet. I'm. I'm so. I'm freaking out right now, Zach. I caught him with his pants down, folks. He's the one that was by the glory hole. Question mark. Question mark movie. No, this comes out after question mark. Question mark. Question mark movie. Oh no! That means you're doing the Avengers. Uh, The Avengers Endgame month. Yes, the the thing that Rob agreed to when he shouldn't have agreed to it. <laughs> yes, folks. Uh, at, when you hear us on Monday, because you don't have to wait a short couple of days to hear our annoying nasally voices in your ear again, we will be late. <laughs> pretty much. You don't have to try too hard to make it sound that bad. But when we come back on Monday for April 1st, we'll let you decide if it's April Fool's Day joke or not. But it will be explaining the Avengers Endgame experiment. We are. It'll be the first time in Cinemodies where we'll be discussing something that's not an actual movie, but more of outlaying our battle plan to tackle Avengers Endgame. You mean the second time we're not discussing a movie? Because technically this was the first. God damn it. <laughs> See, I'm just, I'm just... Do I really have to watch Infinity War again? Or can I just, like, remind Wikipedia. myself... Read Wikipedia. I'm, I'm not even Wikipedia. I want to remind myself of the plot through memes. Like, can <laughs> I just look at some memes and that'll be good for our discussion? I don't even know if there are. I don't see a lot of Infinity War memes. I mean, I don't look at memes at all. So that's why I, I was hoping. I was hoping you'd say yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember any Infinity War memes. That might be part of our discussion now. <laughs> okay. All right, Ross. So where are we playing backwards? I think that we should do good old intro, but in reverse. Like what the kids would call today, like a dank ass meme. Yes. 